Hello and welcome to Journeys in Grace. My name is Pastor Eric Hubbard. We want to thank you for coming with us as we study the Word of God. I just want to give you a couple of ways of reaching us. First at pastoreric523 at gmail.com or you can reach us at pastoreric523 at post office box 4473 Marietta, Georgia 30064. That's Pastor Eric, post office box 4473 Marietta, Georgia 30061. We're going to continue on our series on winning in life, and today we're going to move forward. And one of the, um, just going to caption this by, by uh, the caption of it is, serving notice. And every believer, whether you've been saved five minutes ago or you've been saved 50 years, we all have the right of what, of the inheritance that Jesus gave to us. When Christ went to the, went to the cross, when he died for us, he took all that we should have suffered and gave us all that he won. He won for us liberty. He won for us salvation. He won for us uh, eternal life. He won for us not only for the next life, but also in this life, in this present world. We, when we um, uh, receive that which God gave us, when we receive salvation. Um, remember back in the old days, there were many songs that say, well, I found the Lord. God wasn't lost. We were the ones that were lost. But through the mercy of God and the love that Jesus showed toward us when he was willing to take that beating and they, when they crowned him with thorns, they beat his back to they beat the, they stripped his back of the, of the, of flesh. When, when they uh, 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 snatched his beard out of his face and the Bible says in Isaiah that he did not have a form of a man. In other words, when you looked on him, his face was so disfigured. His body was so disfigured uh, that, and then on top of it, that wasn't that wasn't the worst. Although it was is is bad and was bad, the worst of it was that he had to accept the the penalty and the punishment of being separated by God when he took on our sin, which means that now he's separated because God God can't be connected with sin, and so Jesus had to. Take on our sin. And again, that's why I say he took what we deserve and we received what he deserved. The Bible says he became poor that we might become rich. And we we ought to be rich not only in, in spiritual things, but also in natural things. And when I'm talking about natural things, I'm talking about uh, uh, financial prosperity, uh, uh, mental prosperity, um, uh, uh, you name it, whatever prosperity, whether it's your health, whether it's your relationship, God wants us to prosper. Be the Apostle Paul that says, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prosper. So even as we, and when our soul prosper, that means that we have, we are becoming, uh, and we allow ourselves through the, through our soulish man to just take on the, uh, the attributes of Christ, the attributes that he's already given us. He's already, as Peter said, the apostle Peter says that he's given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. When God gave us the gifts of the spirit in Galatians 5, he said he gave us love and, and, the, and the attributes of love, of joy, peace, goodness, meekness, faith, and, and so on. He gave us these things so that we could prosper in this life. I know many desire to uh, go on to the next life. And that pool, and you know, the older you get, and the more, and the, and, and the uh, mature as you grow in Christ, and you realize that in that the the best is yet to come after this life, 
not in it. It's God wants us to enjoy this life. But the best for us in, for eternity is our time with Christ. But we can enjoy heaven now as well as when we go into the next life. I'll say that again. We can enjoy heaven now as we will in the next life. Because Jesus told us, he said, occupy till I come. So why would he want us to occupy or to take possession when we, when if 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 all this world has to offer, if offer is evil? Let me give you a scripture that's over in the book of Psalms, Psalms 115 and 16. It says, the heavens, even the heavens are the Lord, but the earth has he given to the children of men. Let me read you that again. He said, uh, the heaven, even the heavens. So in other words, all that we see above us, all the heaven that we cannot see, all of the universe, the very universe, all the stars, all the suns and, 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 and systems that, that you could look out into. If you could look out as the Hubble telescope does and, and we see the, the universe ever expanding and stars and planets uh, uh, being created. All these things belong to God. But the, God, but the Lord said, the earth has he given to the children of men. Just let that sink in. The earth and all of its if his possessions belong to the children of men. And when God speaks of, of the children of men, when he's speaking to us, he's saying he's also given his inheritance to us. We have a right as the children of God. And see, um, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but I'll, let's, let's move. I'm just going to go. Let's go over now to uh, the first uh, the first wheel that God had for us. The first wheel that God had for us was found in the book of Genesis, chapter one, verse 26. And it reads, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And God said, I'm going to give him dominion over the fish, over the fowl, over the cattle, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. He says, why? Because I'm going to make him in my image. It says, in the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. One of our, one of the uh, greatest uh, authors and speakers of the, and, 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 uh, I don't know if you call him a theologian, but he was a preaching man. And add one of the things that he said, when if you ever, if you ever want to know the uh know the origin, not the origin, but the but the use of a thing, go back to the creator of a thing. So, in other words, if you want to know the best way and best ways to use the model T, you would go back to Henry Ford, who was the inventor of it, or who took who had the imagination to to take the, the thoughts of that. Uh, of that uh, uh, automobile or to the Wright brothers who were the first to go into flight and they and and you you see if you saw that first plane comparing it to the jet aircraft today they look nothing of the they don't look similar but however uh the similar I won't say they don't look alike but however they are similar in that uh, both have wings both have uh, propellers propellers and both have a pilot and when you think about what these men did was they the, the Wright brothers created that plane to fly, to transport men from one point to another. And this is what God has done for us. He wanted us to dominate because he says, I gave them dominion. He said, I made them male and female so they could, so they could procreate. And then he says in the 28th verse, he says, God blessed them, me, Adam and Eve, and said to them, be fruitful, multiply replenish and subdue. What does that mean? God said, I want to take, I want you to take what you see here and I want you to replicate what I'm giving you. You see this garden of Eden? I'm just giving you an example. 
But what God was wanting us to do is to do as he had done. He said, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you, I'm giving you this example. You dominate, you, you be fruitful, multiply, replenish. In other words, my, this is my interpretation of it. Take what you see and replicate, do this, do this. Over in Matthew, when Jesus told his disciples after he had rose, he says, oh, power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And he told them what? To go out, to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to preach the word, to baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. He said, do these things. He said, what you saw me do, you do. This was the second Adam, God giving the, uh, uh, God, the second Adam giving commandments to the disciples, which came to us in written form. It's the same thing that God gave the first Adam when he told him, gave him uh, instructions, told him to be fruitful, multiply, dominate, and do the things that I've given you to do. So when I talk about today, when we're talking about winning in life, God wants us to serve notice on the enemy on every possession that he might have taken from us, anything that God has put in our hands, he wants us to take possession and to use it for his glory. God wants us to multiply. He wants us to be fruitful. He wants us to be blessed. But all of this comes in our day through grace. If grace has provided it, we can have it. So in other words, if Christ uh, apportioned it to us, he apportioned love, joy, peace, meekness, goodness, faith. He, he apportioned. He told when Peter asked him as he was walking the earth, he said, Lord, when Jesus was talking, Peter said, uh, all these things. He said, we left our father, we left our uh, husbands, wives, our families, Lord. He said, what's going to come to us? Jesus told them that you're going to re reap a hundredfold in this life. He didn't tell him, well, Peter, I guess you got to wait till, uh, you got to wait till, till the end. You got to wait till, till the, uh, till after the, um, after the resurrection. And then you will see the goodness of God happen in your life. No, he didn't tell him that. He told Peter, that you will reap a hundredfold in this life. And then he went on to tell them about, in John 14, about fear not. Told him, don't be afraid. He says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. But we, but again, right now, God doesn't want us to, uh, uh, I think he would have us now to concentrate on this life. Because if we do the things in this life that God has assigned us to do, great is our reward in heaven. And one of my favorite preachers, I've, I've heard him say this, and I've just taken it as a something in, in my own heart. We should prepare for the next life by, by, by establishing things that we can take into the next life. So what can we take into the next life? We can take our, our, our given into the kingdom where souls are being won into the, the family of God. That is the only thing that you that can meet you in heaven that you did on earth. Jesus said, you reap what you sow. Don't think about it. If you give to works that are uh, bringing souls into the kingdom, if you yourself witness and, and live the life as a believer, you will, you will reap a harvest that it, the Bible says, I have not seen, ear has not heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the good things that God has prepared for them that love him. So if you want to you invest in something, that's going to outlive you and live into eternity, invest in the winning of, 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 of and changing of hearts as man turned from darkness to light. So let's go now to uh, the book of uh, Psalms. 
as the angels looked on what God was doing. I believe this is this this is uh, uh, Psalm and David uh, wrote much of much of the book of Psalms, and we know there were other writers. Moses, the 90th Psalm, I believe, was wrote written by Moses, and there were others who wrote Psalms. But I believe this 90th uh, this eighth verse was written by inspiration, and and I could just see the angels looking on God and seeing how that He took the time. And the Bible says he created man and he fashioned him. And then he, he, he created the woman from the man. But all of these things God did. And the one thing that God did, he gave to man. He did not give to angels. He gave the man dominion and authority in the earth. See, the angels were, were to minister to God and then also be ministers to the men, ministers to a man that was on the earth. But man had dominion in the earth. He had the authority in the earth. And this is what the deceiver was able to take from Adam, but which Jesus, and you just read uh, Matthew 28, which Jesus took back from, from the enemy. And we're going to read a little bit of that here later on in this lesson. But I just want to put you in your, put this in your mind. This is what uh, Psalms 8 verse 4 says. It says that, uh, what is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visited him? In other words, what is about this man that God created? This is my again. This is this is just me, just just get putting myself into this, and just seeing the eye, looking through the eyes of the angels, and seeing them seeing what God was doing in the, in the midnight hour. Because the Bible said, if you go back to Genesis and your studies, and you studied it, the Bible God did His work at night. It will say the evening and the morning, or the first day, the evening and the morning, or the second day, and every after every night you would see a new thing that God had done, a new thing that God had done, a new thing that God had done. And God was doing these things. And on the sixth day, and the evening and the morning, with the, and they talked about that evening and morning, God created man and he fashioned him. And he made it. When he stood up, you, that was the only difference was from man and God was that God had at this point, God was, of course, the almighty, but God had formed himself in the flesh and he put it into man. He put it into him. And, that, and in my mind, I see the angel says, who what is this man? Who is this creature that, you are, that your mind was full of him? And the son of man that you would even visit him. For you made him a little lower than the angel. If you go back to the, uh, original, uh, uh, the original Hebrew, it said you made him a little lower than God. Because man had more authority than angels. Angels were sent to minister. Man was sent to minister. But man had dominion in the earth. Because if angels had dominion, he never, Satan never would have had to deceive Adam. If, if, if angels had dominion, Satan could just went and snatch the power from, from Adam. But he did not have that authority. Adam had the authority in the earth. And Satan had to take it from him, or rather deceive him of it, in order to get it. The lion couldn't take it. The elephant couldn't take it. Whatever other beast was on the earth, no beast, no other creature that God created could, had that dominion but Adam. And it goes on to say, and you crowned him with what? With glory and honor. And then it goes on to say in the sixth verse, you, thou made him to have dominion over the works of your hand, and thou put all things under his feet. God gave man the authority and dominion to rule in this earth. And this is what I'm saying. That's what Jesus came back to do. 
he came back and he did do it. He took all the authority and power from the enemy. He took all power in heaven and earth is given unto me. And he took that power and dispersed it to, to believers when he uh, uh, spoke it to the, uh, the disciples. And when we come into Christ, we receive that same, we receive that same power, that same anointing, that same authority. And it's up to us to use it. We have to recognize, we have to take, we have to serve notice on the enemy that I know that my God gave this to me. How do you know? Because Jesus said it and God cannot lie. How do we know? Because the scripture says it over in the uh, book of Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he's going to do it. If he said it, if he spoke it, it's going to come to pass. And he's going to make his word good. Every I shall be dotted. Every T shall be crossed. And God's going to do everything that he said he was going to do. What God needs is the availability of the believer. For us to make ourselves available and, and, be, use, and be usable. Because if you're available to God, in other words, you can be usable and unavailable, which makes you unusable. Did you hear me? Sometimes we can be so busy and you and God wants to use us, but we don't be, we're not available. We are not attentive to the spirit. And I can testify to myself. There are times I know that I didn't, God was speaking, but I, I heard him, but I didn't make myself available to him. And this is what we must do in these last days. In these last days, great and marvelous works are being done and shall be done as God uses believers, the ordinary men and women that we see every day who are filled with the spirit and who make themselves available. Think about when, when the Apostle Paul over in the book of Acts, the Bible says that uh, Paul on the road, on, uh, on the Damascus road was struck by by a light knocked off his horse and paul said who art thou lord and jesus i'm the i'm the uh i'm the one that you crucified it's hard for you to kick against the prick and you read the rest of that story jesus said you go to a street called straight and i've got a man who's there and he is available and i believe his name was ananias and he is the he is available and he has a he's 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 going to hear the words that I've given him. And as you read that story, the Lord began to spoke to him and he said, Lord, you want me to talk to this man? You want me to uh, to speak to him and, 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 and listen to what he, because this man, he's been going about, Lord, he's been going about trying to uh, destroy and kill the saints. How am I going to do? Lord, Lord, why should I do this? But the Lord gave him, God gave him the instruction, told him what to do. And when he did it, everything, his name was, is in verse number nine. The Bible said that he, uh, Ananias saw a vision. No, Paul saw a vision of this man coming in and laying hands on him to receive his sight. And this is what it said in the 13th verse in Acts 9. He says, Lord, he said, I heard many things of this man, how evil he's done by the saints at Jerusalem. So Ananias could have said, well, Lord, you know, I, I, I can't do it. I ain't going to be able to do that one, Lord. All this dirt he's done. How many of us that the Lord has asked us to show love to a person or to uh, 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 be a blessing to someone who might not have done us right, who might have spoken against us? Make yourself available. 
Because Jesus says, blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. It doesn't matter whether they spoke against you or spoke against your children or spoke against your family or talked about your mama. We have to have that ability to forgive. Because if we forgive, God forgives. And that's what I mean by being not only uh, usable, but available. See, we can have that heart to say, Lord, I want, I want to do your will, Lord. And then we, we're versed in the word. And, and, and when God speaks to us, we can check off what we hear and compare it to the word. And say, yes, this is, this is the Lord speaking. But are we available to do it? Are you available? Your availability is important. Because when God speaks, he wants that heart, that yielded heart. There might have been other men and women who could have done the same thing as Ananias did. But Ananias, God knew, he found a heart. And Ananias talked to the Lord. He didn't say, I won't do it. He said, Lord, uh, let me tell you, <laughs> it's kind of funny, isn't it? He says, though Ananias said, Lord, you know, don't realize, like God forgot. But he's the one that knocked Paul or Saul off the horse at that time. His name was Saul, became Paul. And he's the one that called him. And he's the one that sent Saul and gave him instructions. This is where you go. I've shown him what to do. When you get there, he's going to take care of business and tell you what you, what else you need, another steps you need to take. And it was Ananias, a man that was available. And this is what I mean again. I've been having availability and usability. And when we are there, when we occupy, when we take possession, think about the blessing that came upon Ananias as he entered into heaven. This one man was available to hear God. And because he heard God, hundreds of thousands of millions of people have been changed by the word that because Ananias was available, he was usable and available, and he obeyed God. Just one man. And just think about uh, all the work that Paul had done. God's going to bless Ananias in the heaven. In the heaven, He's already blessed. But he obeyed God. I don't know what happened to Ananias later on. But I do know this, it was, a, it was put to his account that he obeyed God. Let's find ourselves, believers, taking authority and taking possession of our possession, spiritually, naturally, and financially. Because, see, we're going to have a study on later on about, uh, 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 about graceful prosperity. See, there's a difference between obtaining money through your own will and your force and the blessing of God when the blessing is upon you. When you allow the blessings that God has put upon us and not go by our own self-will, doing it our way, doing it through our own sweat. And so we can be, have the ability to say, well, you know, I worked hard for this. Yes, you got to you have a, a, a part to play. But I want to say to all of us, take possession, serve the devil an eviction notice and say, Satan, you out. Christ is in me. The hope of glory resides on the inside of me. I will not, shall not allow you to take authority over me because Jesus took all power from you. He came to your house and kicked you out of your own house, put his foot on your head. And when he did, when he died, as Galatians uh, 2, 2, uh, 29 says, what 2.20 says, when Christ died, he said, I died. And but he said, but I live. That's what Paul said in, in Galatians uh, 2.20. Let me go over there real quick. As we get ready to uh, uh, close out, I didn't get very far today about where I wanted to get, but I believe I'm speaking with the with the uh, with the Lord would have me to speak. So as we go over to the Galatians two twenty, 
This is what the apostle said. This is Apostle Paul talking in Galatians 2 and 20. Let me go there real quick. And it says, I am crucified with Christ. Paul took possession of Christ being in him. He took possession. I've read this thing to you before, but again, it's about taking possession of what God has given us. Possess your possession. Possess your position in Christ. This is how we win. When you know who you are, when you know that Christ abides on the inside of me, yes, I may have failed yesterday, may have failed this morning. But you know what? God loves me and the grace of God covers me. And as long as I'm willing, God's willing, he's not going to force me to do anything. But what he will do is say, Eric, my grace is sufficient. You missed the mark. You need to fix that. You need to go ask forgiveness. You just fix that. You need to uh, uh, do whatever corrections I need to make. He lets me know. But I'm, I'm, I'm always forgiven. I'm, I'm forgiven before I ask. But what God wants me to do is to walk before him as Christ walked, submitted, humble. And so to read on, it says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Paul says, though Christ, he said, when Christ died, I was on the inside of him dying too. So in other words, when he took my sins down into hell and presented them to Satan, guess what? He took mine too. All sin was taken. Even the murderer, his sin was taken. The difference between me and the murderer, I received my, my forgiveness. That murderer has not. That murderer went to hell. Jesus had already forgiven him for his murder. That person that uh, uh, did awful and hideous sins, God forgave the worst one and the most horrific, uh, 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 horrifying thing for that they will find out when they go into the judgment was that Jesus forgave you. Your issue is you didn't receive his forgiveness. Let's receive the blessing. Let's receive those things that God has promised us and we already have. You don't have to fight for your deliverance. You have to fight for your healing. You're already healed. You have to take possession of it because Jesus died for you. By his stripes, 1 Peter 2.24, I was healed. So to finish this up, he says, I am crucified with Christ. Not I, yet not I rather, but Christ lives in me. He says, Jesus lives in me. Jesus lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh he said, how am I living? How am I surviving? How am I taking shipwrecks, being beaten twice with rods and, and, and being stoned to death? How did Paul take that and being thrown into prison, shipwrecked twice? He said, twice was I was in the depths, floating in the water, knowing sharks and whatever else down there. He could have drowned, but he had his eyes on the prize. He said, you know what? When he, he was able to say over in uh, uh, the book of Ephesians, I believe, he said, I've, 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 I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. Why? Because he kept his eyes on the Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ, who died for him and who was appointed a place for him in God. And he let Christ live out of him. He made himself available. Therefore, he was usable. He was humble before God. And God was able to change the world through this man. We know Jesus was the was the, is it was the ultimate changer, and all of the disciples who gave their lives and who submitted themselves, and people all throughout the ages, the uh, elders and and men and women, 
preaching and teaching, sacrificing their health, sacrificing, uh, uh, changing careers and saying, you know what? It, I'd rather have Christ in me, the hope of glory and all that he has for me than, than, uh, than, than what anything that the world has to offer. Beloved, this is, <laughs> I didn't get what I wanted to get, but yes, I did do what I needed to do. I pray that you got something out of the word of God today. Possess your possessions. Let God be God of your life. Stand up and say, Lord, here am I. Use me. And whatever you call me to do, I submit myself. If you're not saved, just receive Christ as your Savior today. Lord, we thank you that you heard us today. You anoint this word. We believe God, hearts are changed. Minds are renewed. Lord, people are getting a new desire and a new uh, 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 unction in their spirit to follow after you. We thank you, Jesus. We praise you for all that you've done for us and are going to do. And we pray in Jesus' name. We thank you for this hour and for this time. Till we meet again here on Journeys in Grace, have a blessed and prosperous week.